Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Rablick and thank you for joining me for this podcast. We've, um, over the past little while, we've seen quite a few things um, in service terms not work particularly well. Government departments have been struggling with increasing volumes of engagement with the tax office and other things. So today we thought in critical line item, we might take a slightly different approach to looking at it. And that it's always good to compare things, right? Uh, tax president, tax expert Lisa Gregg uh, has been looking at streaming services lately. And we'll look at a couple of streaming services, some features, and then we'll see whether certain government departments match up. Lisa, thanks for joining me again. Always a pleasure, Tommy. All right. Now, the, you um, you set your clock last week. I did indeed. And you put your diary. You, you put you put a diary note in to to watch Hamilton when it came on the Disney Channel. Uh, this isn't quite a theatrical review question. <laughs> yeah. But what was your experience like in using Disney Plus? I must confess and I know we do sometimes do ads here don't we but I have got most of the streaming services um, um, in my in my portfolio I do like flicking through and uh, watching things on demand and I was a little bit skeptical I must say Tom and I think this was the case that um, I tweeted out that I had put um, time in my diary to watch had a strategy meeting with 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 uh, Mr. Hamilton is basically what I put in. And you know me, I don't have a lot of uh, Twitter followers. I have like 300 or so. And I had like over 110,000 impressions of that tweet. So I'm thinking, okay, I know it's going to drop on Friday, last Friday. So I've gone, I better check what time it's going to drop. Like, because, you know, I'm used to watching streaming services and you look and go, you know, is it American time? Is it East Coast American time? Is it our time? When is it all going to drop? So if you did all your time zones and Lin-Manuel basically was tweeting out, telling you what was going on as well. It was 5 p.m. our time and it was basically going live globally at that time in your relevant time zone. Okay. And I'm thinking, geez. I hope Disney have got a better IT system than the ATO portal. That's really what was going through my mind because I'm thinking if all of a sudden all of us jump on at the same time and we're all going to watch Hamilton at the same time, gee, I hope I don't have any glitches. I don't I see the wheel of death. I hope it you know, doesn't come up with, sorry, you know, Wobby World is closed for repairs or whatever's going on with that. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised was I pleasantly surprised or not surprised that everything went off without a glitch and as you know I was watching it because you called me about 20 plus five and I said Tom get off the phone so at least I could pause it as well so um well Disney I was just thinking if Disney can do it why can't the Australian government do it because as we know, on, and we talked about it last time, you know, 30, 30 June, 1st July, the portal was basically down. So therefore, you know, MyGov was down, MyGovID was down and things like that. And then I was thinking with the closing of the borders the other day as well, that I think 
the whatever website you had to jump on to get your permit to get from Wodonga to Albury for work, that went down as well. And I'm thinking, well, maybe it's not just the ATO. Maybe it's an all of government thing, and maybe they need to get some IT assistance from the Disney from Disney Plus. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Now uh, that was. That's an interesting reflection because I, I've also got Disney Plus, I've got Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Yes, dear listeners, I do have a life. Have you but got Apple TV as well? I've got Apple TV as well. I haven't got Apple TV. Mm. I know you got Disney Plus for Mandalorian, though. I know that this is starting to become a little bit of what things we watch, but anyway, it's all good. Yeah, we, we, but they're but, very consistent. Uh, that look when something drops and it's really popular, you know, whether it's like Stranger Things or you know, on what's that Netflix or whatever. I'm actually surprised all these streaming services can really cope. Now, I don't understand what happens up in the cloud or on Amazon Web Services or you know where, wherever the satellite is, Tom. But they usually can cope pretty well because I find that because the way that they work, you know, it all drops at the same time. And, you know, we're never, you know, even with iView, I would say, well, maybe that is run by one of the governments. I find even with iView, it's pretty consistent as well, but maybe they don't have the quite the same volume of a, of a you know, a Netflix drop or a, or a Disney Channel drop or an Amazon Prime now, drop or a Stan drop. When we're looking at the topic, um, and coming back to the serious element mm-hmm. of this, um, it actually is a, um, and it's not even a nuanced point, it, it goes beyond nuance, it's actually stark. And what we're saying is there's an element of customer service that doesn't quite get across the line with the tax office. Now, uh, we need to break this discussion up into two parts because you're a, you're a tax agent, as people know. You have got you deal with client affairs through a particular um, doorway or gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, how, yeah, we've said streaming services are, are good. They meet customer demand. Where does the ATO fail? That's a well, – look, the ATO are really good at communicating when they're going down for maintenance, okay? It basically says – and they try and do it on the weekends or, you know, overnight and things like that. So that's one thing where they have got it right. However, when things are very critical and like – me watching Hamilton at five o'clock last Friday wasn't critical. It was just something that I was looking forward to and was probably given that we're in, you know, COVID land, it was good for my own mental health. Um, but when we're talking about the ATO or, you know, getting the permits to cross the border and things like that, you know, they are impacting people's ability to eat, have a roof over their head, put shoes on their kids' feet and things like that, Tom. And so, you know, we're not being flippant here when we say that if certain Australian citizens that rely on government organisations can't do what they need to do at the right time 
and I'll extend that from the ATO to Services Australia as well because the back end's the same. And when someone goes on to MyGov, they link to the ATO or they link to Centrelink or they link to anything. I mean, this is really, really critical. And this is what's coming through in the land of COVID at the moment as well, where, you know, anecdotal stories about, and this is just not on on general media, broadcast media, I'm talking about people that I know that says it's taken them 13 weeks to get job seeker. You know, it's taken them, you know, we've had businesses that have had to fund three or four fortnights of job keeper for their employees to be able to do that. So it's really important that the lines stay open, the pipe is big enough to cope and if there's a hiccup for some reason or another, that it gets settled quickly. Because to me, okay. there's two avenues, Tom, for this, if I can just sort of finish my train of thought there. One is the pipe's got to be open. And if the pipe is open, but the computer says no for some reason, that's got to get escalated to a person that can help ASAP. Because as we know, with the robo-debt and things like that, 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 that's been looked at from the government, you know, the, the algorithm gets written by a human. And so they, they can only allow for so many scenarios. If you've got one of the 5% or whatever scenarios that haven't been allowed for, so therefore the computer says no and so the funds don't get released, even though you may be eligible, that then gets needs to get escalated quickly as well. So I see it as a two-pronged attack with... Um, government online services take us back to july 3rd june 30 july 1 Mm -hmm. uh, that given covid time we've had the extension of period for people to you know put things in a train uh, for their tax return so in it in the case of an Someone that runs a business, they usually would have till May 15. Correct. Um, on this occasion, it's gone to theoretically June 30 because the ATO said even if it takes you longer to get it through the door, we won't penalise you for it. Yeah, and the reason it was delayed is because you know, 85% of individuals, let's say, um, and, and most of, you know, I think it's 90, 95% of businesses rely on a tax agent to lodge their tax affairs. And when we would be normally doing our work for the 15 May lodgement date, uh, we were busy doing cash flow boost and, and uh, JobKeeper. So we just didn't have enough time in the day. And so what normally happens then is we lodge, you know, 15 May, maybe there's a few stragglers, and then us tax agents usually have a holiday in June and it's quite interesting that a lot of us are now putting on social media saying this is where I was last June you know the Bahamas you know the Greek islands wherever um, and we basically lost our holidays this year because we were still working so that's what so the 30th of June was material for us because that was the last day that we needed to lodge you know like you like um, your tax return and things like that. So that's what that's what that date was critical for for us to get, basically get everything going. And it's really nice for us to clean that up by the thirtieth of June because then we can start first of July thinking about okay, now we have to lodge lodge the year that we just had yesterday. So it's just a nice way to to finish things off. Yeah, and also the portal was um, 
in popular demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that it couldn't cop the shellacking it was getting and it went down. Mm, mm. So um, my belief was I um, it was my birthday on the 30th of June, so I tried not to work, um, but I did jump on the portal. I was getting text messages from friends and things like saying, Lisa, the portal's being a little bit misbehaving. Have you jumped on? And I'm going, no, I'm trying not to. Um, <laughs> happy, bu- happy birthday, ha- yeah, Lisa, no, no, the uh, ATO stuff. Yeah, yeah it, was sort of, it was sort of not in that order. Oh, by the way, it's your birthday today, isn't it? Because most people remember it, given tax agent slash 30 June. But anyway, and then so I jumped on about four o'clock and it was just – it just was inconsistent. You jump on it, it'd kick you off and things like that. But then um, I um, – it, look, it really, really went down then on um, – so it was it was not robust on the uh, on the 30th and then it just completely, completely um, um, cacked itself, yeah. basically, if that's um, the right word, Tom, yeah, on, on, on the 1st. Yeah, it really did. You just couldn't get in for love nor money on the 1st. Now, I, um, I'm aware that there was a, a couple of tax agents that I also talked to had struggled with um, the portal for several days, and I don't think it, it, they got anywhere until Thursday or Friday when they could actually uh, do what they had to do. They could see the, nu- see the numbers on the mm. records, mm. Um, and then they were able to enter all the other things they needed to enter to produce the, the tax return. Yeah, because even if you use, I mean, we don't we don't actually put uh, data for for those listeners there. We don't actually put tax room data into the portal. We basically use other tax preparation software, and then that basically gets piped into the portal from there. So, what when we're saying we can't lodge, um, we can't get into the portal, but also our tax preparation software won't talk to the portal if the portal's down as well. Yeah. And as we've discussed previously, if someone's preparing a return for a client, there are details that the ATO has on the ATO site that are pre-populated. The agent needs that information before they can do anything else. And if you can't access that, that then delays the speed with which you're able to pull the the tax return together and, and... make an assessment of what the client is and isn't entitled to. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, it's a big thing. So probably the most common one that we really need to look at is is is, is fee help debt because uh, that could have a big impact on uh, the tax return that, that our clients are expecting. And we can't see that unless our tax preparation software can talk to the ATO portal or we jump into the portal and can see that debt sitting there. Yeah. And uh, for those who are interested in sort of fee help, debt issues and hex, we did a, an excellent podcast, if I may say so, a few weeks back uh, on that very issue. And at least in terms of the client, what when things fall down, right, you're affected, what, what, what are the impacts on the client end? Uh, it's just delaying more than anything else, Tom. Um, if you look at it from what went down on the 1st of July, if we use that from the client end, so the, the end-to-user perspective, the taxpayer, um, one of the reasons that the portal went down on, on the 1st was uh, being able to early access of superannuation, and we know that's been extremely popular uh, in the land of COVID as well. So um, that would then 
directly impact um, the end user taxpayer trying to retrieve their um, superannuation, early release superannuation. Um, the other thing that happens for us is that everything gets delayed and the quality of information that we can play to our clients uh, isn't there as well. And then if we can't get the information or the information isn't visible, and we've done another excellent podcast on what's visible and what's not, um, we then need to call the ATO. And as we know, when we call the ATO, it takes us time. And it's also, I mean, one of my, you know what I'm going to say now because we talk about a lot. It's things I can't charge my client for. If I'm on the on the phone to the ATO trying to clarify um, eligibility, what's gone on, um, you know, it, it, what what the payment is, payment plans, anything like that. I mean, they're things that sometimes, you know, there's no line of sight with my time uh, with with my clients. So I can't charge them. There's no value. You can, they can't phys- physically see the value add. So it's very difficult to um, charge time for. And this is where um, the COVID stimulus packages, where we don't have a lot of line of sight or the portal's down or whatever, um, the clients don't quite, you know, understand that and therefore, you know, we're basically working as a charity for a while. So that's sort of how that works. And that was the other reason why it was really critical that the portal was up from the 1st July onwards because that's when we do our monthly declarations for JobKeeper. And the quicker we can do those declarations, the quicker our clients can get the money. And uh, as soon as we do the declaration, I think it's about three business days most of mine are coming through on. And that's really critical for cash flow for our clients. And uh, so if the portal's down or we can't see things where we have to actually talk to the ATO, it's just delaying the process. And that's where we need to make sure that everything works beautifully and efficiently. Okay. So that um, the client gets delayed in the case of JobKeeper. Uh, It's cash flow in the current environment. That can mean the difference between being able to keep people on Mm-hmm. And off now we're we're into we're into another lockdown here in Victoria, um, and we're into sort of um, in some respects struggle street for some people. What are you hearing from your clients as a result of the decision taken by the Victorian government earlier this week? Um, I have spoken with many of them, as you'd expect. And they're not just, they're really not sure how they're going to start back up again, I think is probably the best way to discuss it, Tom. Um, I know that the general rule of thumb is that for your various cafes, if they're just doing takeaway coffees instead of doing meals, even if they're only small meals, you know, they're, they're basically got to work four weeks for every one week working full time if you know what I mean with with that uh, there's a lot that have just basically had to shut the door again um, there's that they they're considering putting people off because they're not sure when it's going to come back um, and that's just in Victoria and you know I've got clients all over Australia as well and so they're thinking well if Victoria's having problems with are we calling it a second wave or not uh, it could impact us down the track as well. So it's the uncertainty that is causing them a lot of grief and they're not sure when they're going back. So 
that's in terms of money, but also in terms of their mental health as well. What are they going to do to continue to look at how they're going to be um, contributing to society, if I can put it that way, and contributing to the family and all those kind of things that I feel that the vibe I got, and I go out and get a coffee every day, that just the vibe I got from my local my local um, suburb was everyone just felt very flat, whoever I saw today about it. And I think that's what it is. It's like, how are we actually going to build ourselves up? Because we were so excited to get back out of lockdown. You know, I was excited to get back to the gym and places like that, right? It's like, how are we going to get back again? You know, we've been hit and then we have to continue on again. And so... What I'm trying to do with my clients now is do a full review of the year. Now, as we were talking um, about when we lodge our tax returns on the 15th of May, well, most of, the, most of the clients, you know, don't worry about doing any paperwork until, you know, quite a few few months away or, you know, they're sort of saying, well, we've got till the, well, it's the 17th of May next year because it fall, it's 15th falls on a weekend. So they've got plenty of time to uh, do that usually. But what I'm encouraging them to do is let's do a full review now. Let's just see where we've got, where we've gone well, where can we cut costs? How can we do things more streamlined? Because, They've got the time to look at it. So, you know, where, you know, we say that, you know, that they work in the business. Well, the business isn't operating now. So let's start working on the business uh, and see how we can keep it going once we do go back to uh, full-time work again. Yeah, and how are you, how are you seeing it in terms of the practice? Because... Um, well, we've got domino. We, we've got domino, and, and coming back to movies and visual effects. <laughs> yes, um, which we started with, um, to some degree. It was you who mentioned Mandalorian, by the way. <laughs> the, um, the domino, the domino scene from V for Vendetta. Whenever I, whenever mm-hmm. I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, supply lines and impacts. I think about the dominoes seen from Beep from Vendetta. There's one domino falls and the rest of them start to fall down. Mm-hmm. You're the domino that gets hit when a client struggles or can't do anything. Yeah. Or is unable to pay for something. Mm. What happens in Lisa's world? Well yeah, that's that's the interesting point. I mean I've I was I have not charged for any of my job keeper work if the client was completely shut down and I am continuing on that philosophy for my business because I can do that, uh, I was then, they they started to uh, gain some revenue and I think that's good, that's great. Um, You know, can I start billing for some of my time for doing the declaration and getting the JobKeeper money in? Because, you know, once they're working, you know, the, the JobKeeper's just helping them um, improve their profit to make up for their shutdown time, Tom, as you can appreciate. So we're looking at that. And now they've been hit again. So, um, you know, I, I've basically said, well, you know, the, the work, I spent 
you know, half a day today and a few half days just trying to get all the JobKeeper declarations done for all my clients, which is which is absolutely fine. I mean, I, I see that as building a long-term relationship with my clients. Hopefully, they will be able to see the end of it. So that's what it is. Um, my, my time now is spent doing tax returns early. I mean, I've got more clients than I can possibly imagine that want to get their tax returns done ASAP. Uh, and we can't physically lodge until the 14th of, of July. We can't do that. And if we're relying on pre-fills, I mean, I'm not seeing any bank interest go in at the moment, which is really weird. It seems to be delayed for some reason, so I'm not sure why. But now I'm sort of now planning on what I returns, what individual returns, can I actually lodge a little bit earlier? And so now I'm sort of working out, and a lot of us are working out what ones can we do because these are the clients that, you know, need a little bit of help because we might look after their business, but, you know, do they actually have, um, you know, they do individual returns and there's opportunities for them to get some um, some uh, tax refunds as well because we're still sitting on the uh, $1,080 um, offset that was touted last year that's still sitting there and that's still available for people within the right tax bracket uh, when they lodge the return that's basically giving that that is actually giving them a refund so uh, that's what we're planning on now and um, there are things that um, if someone's getting a reasonable refund back uh, that's things we can you know bill for and everything like that but at the moment it's a, it's a it's a bit of a weird July because We've, we're usually very refreshed because we've had a bit of a break in June, uh, but this time we're just still pushing through and now we're looking at, well, when's the next window of opportunity where we can, if we wanted to, um, you know, take a, take a week or two break. Um, and of course, as we know, we're sitting in school holidays. Victoria's now got another week of school holidays next week as well that, um, yeah, as I said, we, we, we're usually a bit refreshed when it comes to this time of the year, but we're just trying to, I think, I feel like, Maybe I am. I'm just just clutching at straws at the moment to try and I'm trying to put my time where I'm going to get the best impact for my clients. And you know, you've got to do a lot of um, you know, you've got to put up a lot of square pegs in round holes to try and find that at times. Uh, so yes, I'm just um, just 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 trying to do my best and I think we all are we're all we're all talking to each other I spoke to Joe, who was on one of our other podcasts as well and she says Lisa I'm trying to get this done and you know things aren't quite working right and I said we're, we're trying to do stuff too early because we're trying to help people so as we're trying to sort of beta test things and say how are things changing you know it's taking more time as well so you know maybe we're, we're just we're just running around never decreasing circles but then again you know we're just trying to do the right thing by our, by our clients and you know we're hoping by you know 12 months 18 months everything's back to our new normal now but look Tom I just really think this this current shutdown's just impacted the psyche of our greater Melbourne area I'm not, I don't I'm not sure what you're seeing but it is becoming it's a it's, it's a mental attitude than a physical attitude at the moment yeah it it, it does um did it the general feeling seems to be uh, a bit of a, I don't like the word necessarily, but a bit of a downer simply because it, the virus hasn't been dispatched somewhere um, you know, down the hallway to, you know, 
right around the corner, uh, somewhere past Superman's um, a fortress of solitude type deal. <laughs> We're doing um, more, more, more movie analogies, which is which is good. I mean, we've got to we've got to keep smiling somehow through it, and 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 that's what that's exactly but, what it but, is. But but you can't. It did see it. I think it. it some of it. Let's be frank. Some of it is um, people not quite understanding how you know the the whole notion of virus mathematics or calculations or whatever else, how things work. Mm. Um, and another part of it is people were being influenced by uh, other sources of information. You know, Sally on Facebook who says the virus is a hoax or whatever it happens to be. So we've got a lot of that. Uh, a lot of that people are grappling with in addition to what they've got to grapple with in terms of business and, um, and being able to, you know, Put something on the food for family, or, or and and whatever else. So it's it's not the easiest time for people, um, but yeah, you know, they've just got to think up um, ways of looking at looking at the situation positively and do things. Yeah, yeah. I just think that um, I think it's. Uh, Usually, you know, we have the attitude: we can do this. We can do this. You know, it's, you know, as the, as as the saying goes, they're not sending us off to war; they're sending us to our couch. But it's just, I think, it's really this this second lockdown's doing a lot for the for the enthusiasm and the resilience of us Melburnians. I think at the, at this time, but um, we'll get through it. We'll be fine. I'm just hoping that um, for six weeks is a conservative estimate, and maybe we'll nip it in the bud a bit earlier, and we'll we'll be. You know, in four weeks' time, we'll be talking about getting back to um, reduce restrictions. But uh, look, I feel very sorry for the hospitality guys. You know, they've they've basically done everything to pull things up. I know from you know my local that there's a lot of new faces um, in the various cafes and things like that. So you know, my question is, where has my usual you know barista gone to, or my wait 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 staff gone to? Um, you know, have, have they gone to other things of, of, or have they just put on, you know, more part-time staff? Um, same with the gym. There's a, there was a whole change of uh, staff at the gym as well. So you're just questioning what's happened. You know, the, it's the story. It's the narrative that we're telling what's happened to um, all those people. So we'll uh, finally hopefully get to the, get to the uh, light, you know, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow somewhere along the line. At least we had a nice afternoon in Melbourne town, Tom, and uh, the, at least the sun was out. It wasn't drizzly like it has been over the past couple of days, so we could get out and uh, have a bit of fresh air. Yep, yeah, uh, that's certainly something people will be doing more of. Uh, Lisa, I think it's probably a convenient time to uh, wrap things up. Now, the one thing, one thing we probably should... Um, let people know is that there is still some material floating around. I think you saw something the other day where uh, people were advertising for the use of a tax agent mm-hmm. or somebody to prepare tax and it hadn't made it clear that the person needs to be registered, right? Yeah. So it was, it was one of those platforms that um, offer different services and the platform did a very look, I, I think, a, a reasonable attempt at explaining what um, you need to look for 
uh, for someone to, I think they were using the word tax agent. Oh, no, no, sorry, not tax agent, tax accountant. And what you need to look for in preparing, but they just need to go that extra the extra yard to explain that it needs to be someone registered with the tax practitioners board. And I think it comes down to as well, Tom, some of the, the critiques we're looking at with, um, you know, finance, media and things like that in the broadcast space where, you know, sometimes people have the best intentions, but if they're not subject matter ex- experts, uh, they can't explain it to the layperson correctly using the right terms, if you know what I mean. So I think that's that, what's that critical. Become, yeah. Now that becomes a major problem, and it's something that uh, I'm working on uh, in my new book, which is going to be called Rorts and Ripoffs. Rorts and Ripoffs is the title of the next book, um, and the subtitle is The Guide to Protect Your Money from Fraud, Phishing, and Scams. Okay, so it'll be uh, it'll be out towards the end of August. I'll be dealing with how you choose an advisor, so that you're dealing with someone who you are aware has done the training, has got the skills, but also if they're properly registered and a member of a professional body, you're able to take action uh, from a disciplinary standpoint if something does go wrong. So there you go. Excellent, Tom. Looking forward to reading that one. I have got... um i actually got two copies of Ultra City on my bookshelf, but one of those is going to a co- an ex-colleague and friend of mine, isn't it? And I haven't seen him because uh, he's been in lockdown and everything like that. But um, yes, <laughs> I will donate one copy to someone else. And you still haven't autographed my copy of Vulture City either because I don't think I've seen you since uh, I acquired it. But yes, I paid good money for it because I wanted to make sure you got the royalty. But yes, looking forward to your next book, Tom, most definitely. No worries, Lisa. Okay, and thank you, thank you for joining me again this week. And we'll uh, we'll, we'll talk again uh, next week on all matters tax. And to all of you listening, stay safe and look after each other. <laughs>